Welcome to Backboard Banter on the board with your host, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's as ferocious as those dame to Giannis lob dunks we're going to see all year, man. Those are going to be filthy. From out of nowhere, the Bucks seemingly show up, make a great trade. We'll break it down later. But most importantly, Dame and Giannis are going to play together. It's a beautiful combination that is going to terrorize the Eastern Conference next year. You know how everyone talked about, you know, Embiid and Harden being the new Shaq and Kobe? Nah, guys, like, this is the new Shaq and Kobe. Um, they couldn't have had two more perfect, you know, tailor-made players for each other. They make up for each other's deficiencies. Uh, Dame's long-range shooting spreads the floor, and Giannis's ability to defend, you know, out in space and at the rim just protects Dame. And, like, I feel bad for Drew Holiday. We'll, we'll get into it, but, man. What a trade. What a it's, great, great move. It's fantastic. And, I, you know, we saw inklings of it at the All-Star game last year. You know, Giannis picked Dame with his first pick, not Drew. Maybe this was all. Look, we knew that they wanted to play together. We'll talk about it down the line. We have to, though, return to football. It's been two weeks. we got to go back to these games because, man, I'm 2-0. I know. I can't believe Bro. it. How did this happen? What's going on here? The Saints squeak out I a one against the Panthers? I watch Sunday football all the time and you never watch sunday football and yet i'm owing two out here and you're doing oh like what is this garbage man i mean the saints beating beating the panthers was yeah. was pretty predictable i mean the saints haven't they haven't given up 20 points in 12 straight games wow. that is a nut stat like that is a defense 20 points like that is like pretty regular for frantic yeah. offenses so wild wild <laughs> good for them um do i Bro, like Kirk Cousins, like he leads the league in yards. He leads the league in touchdowns. He has less turnovers than Tua Tungavailoa. And yet they are 0-3, my friend. Like the Jeff Justin Jefferson fumbling out of the end zone. Like so many turnovers. Like they gave, I think they gave the ball away three times in that first half. Just wild. Like, yeah, exactly. Pick. <laughs> hey, you know, <sighs> lots of seasons okay. still left for them to maybe turn it around. It's not like the points aren't happening. It's not like, you know, they're not making things happen. They're just not getting the W's at the end of the day, right? <laughs> Bro, leading the league in yards and touchdowns. Everyone's talking about Tua as the MVP. Oh, my God, this offense is absolutely ridiculous. They just put up 70 points this weekend, man. They absolutely beat down the Denver Broncos. Wild. And yet he ha doesn't have as many yards as Kirk Cousins or touchdowns. And Kirk is I don't even want to talk about it. It, man. it I hurts. Just... I get it. Look, okay, let's let's move on. Let's move away from the pain and let's talk about some wild weirdness that's happening in the NFL, okay? You know, the whole the whole of America tuned in to see Travis Kelsey play. Oh wait, no. It wasn't Travis Kelsey playing. It was for a glimpse, just a little glimpse to maybe see Taylor Swift at this football game. And as as Matt was telling me and as we've all seen earlier, she was pretty hyped and had a good time at that game the other day. Yeah, man, her and Mama Kelsey were hanging out in the booth. And uh, yeah, it seemed like she had a really good time. I think it's absolutely wild what her appearance at the game has done for, for Travis Kelsey. Like, yeah. he's now the top five in jersey sales. I think it went up like 300%. Uh, the fact that like they, like, he, he got like 380,000 extra followers on social media, like absolutely nuts. And it's just kind of wild to see like the Taylor Swift effect on the NFL and who knows if they're dating, who knows if they're, you know, doing it as a marketing ploy. 
all I know is that it's it's working, man. Like that's all I can say is that it's definitely, definitely working. This is it, right? Everyone's paying attention. Mahomes feels like he's got to throw a touchdown because you know Swifty's in the house, right? Like it's so interesting to see this whole world come together. I mean, my mom is asking that Taylor Swift is dating a football player. I mean, if that says anything about the world that we live in, that, you know, a, a Canadian woman in Ontario, Canada is interested in potentially what's going on in the NFL. She does not watch the Super Bowl, by the way. So like, it's just a really fun story to see how it all comes together. Man, Taylor Swift's got that pull, you know, and even like Marissa's like, oh, Maybe I'll watch to see Taylor Swift. Apparently 68% increase in viewership from females between the ages of 18 to 40. Wow. Like wild stat. Um, yeah, good good for them. I think it's kind of like a cute story, but you know, the original Swift Kelsey relationship that's in my heart is is of the Eagles team and my boy DeAndre Swift. Can we get him some extra carries out here? Kenneth Gainwell, Seriously. what are you doing, man? Just stealing it. Stealing my Jalen Hurts, stop stealing my touchdowns. Give him to DeAndre Swift. This guy was so good at Georgia. And then he was so good in Detroit on his rookie contract that and they gave him away for nothing, a fourth round pick. And I picked him because this man is so good every right. year. He he puts up so many stats. Last year he got, you know, snaked from Jamal Williams, who I love Jamal Williams, uh, but snaked all of his touchdowns. And like this year, Kenneth Gainwell's taking his touches. How about we give it to the guy who just rushed for 300 yards in two weeks? Jeez. Let's do that. Let's give it to that guy. Make it happen. Come honestly. on, team. Like, Come on, uh, Philadelphia. I feel for you, man. I'm I'm hoping. I'm praying for your fantasy stats because, you know, you're, you're, you're having a tough time over there, my friend. Yeah, I mean, one and two is not bad to start the season. It's a close loss last week. Um, you know, when you put up 120 points and you still lose, like, eh. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, if I know anything about you in our fantasy basketball league, Matt's great at, you know, maybe not having the best season, but he always shows up in the playoffs. So we know you know what you're doing over there. Buddy, buddy, it's it's not about the longevity. It's about, you know, playing for those last few months. That's how you win championships. Mm-hmm. Got the right mindset, you know? <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Let's 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 finish out football here. Let's move on. We, we haven't talked about him yet. We had, didn't start with him because, you know, Dion got kicked back a little bit, but hey. The team is still great, and as you mentioned earlier, if you're going to beat him, you got to beat him now because Dion says he's he's at his lowest point. Like he said, man, like, if you're going to get him, get him now because he's only going up from here. And, like, at the end of the day, the hardest thing to do as a football team is to build a dominant offensive and defensive front. You win the NFL in the trenches. The skilled guys get paid the most. Like they get paid. They're the flashy players. They're the players yeah. everybody knows. The Jamar Chases, the the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes. Those guys can't do their jobs without the big men, you know, protecting them and the big men getting after the other team's quarterback. Yeah. And so yeah, it was expected that his team was gonna get pushed around a little bit. And Oregon has had years and years to stack up that defensive talent. And they sacked Shador seven times that that game. So, I mean, yeah, is what it is. Really tough opponent. You know, they're a top 10 team for a reason. Um, And, yeah, it's it's Colorado's first year of actually being decent. I mean, we're four games into the season, and they've already tripled their win total from last year. So that that tells you something. He's on the right track. Right? I feel bad for him, but I love the way he handled it. I love Mm. it. Exactly, right? This, like, Anyone who expected this Cinderella story to 
keep going over and over and over once it got to the best of the best teams was a little delusional. I mean, we all had hope, obviously. You know, we all want for primetime, but yeah, we'll let this simmer for a bit. This ain't going away anytime soon. This storyline, this man, he's he's going to be around. This team ain't going nowhere. Yeah, man. I think, um, you know, next year, if Shador doesn't go out like Dion says, like, you know, Dion wants to keep him in school for another year. Yeah, I think like, you know, national championship could be the conversation. I, they play USC this week, which is a really tough opponent because they're playing Caleb Williams and probably what is the number one offense in the NCAA with Washington. Um, but man, if they can like bounce back against USC, maybe lose close or even sneak out a victory, which I like, I doubt because I think, you know, USC is just better than them. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great for the program and, and keep that momentum going, man. Um, I don't think anybody expected a national championship this year. Most people had them as like 20 point dogs to TCU in the first game. So like they, they showed out, they showed up and it's, it's just been really nice to see, man. Like good for them. It's, it's still an amazing story. And everybody who's a part of it is having a great time down there, regardless of, of taking an L like this. So yeah, we'll continue to watch it. We'll still enjoy it. I I know I'm paying attention, man. Like Dion is just such an entertaining guy. How can you not? which is crazy, right? Like the fact that like, you know, I'm not a huge NCAA guy. You don't watch much football and that storyline's pulling you in. I mean, that's just the power of Dion. And I think that's great. I think that having a, a player of Dion's caliber now become a coach and attract what he's done to a, a small little program like that, um, you know, is amazing. And I think that Dion is is awesome. And so everybody wants to watch him. Everybody's talking, you know, there's the Twitter mob talking about how it's overhyped. Well, like it's hyped because everybody's watching it, man. Like everybody, like you, like me, like everyone. So the, the fact of the matter awesome. is, is we're in a really interesting time where, you know, people are mad at television and, and big box office companies for making poor decisions and doing this. And, you know, with Twitch on the rise and, and young kids and gaming, like, a single person with a good brand and the right message can pull mass amounts of people into a community. So I won't be surprised if, you know, the right, you know, sports stars can follow in his footsteps. And we see more of this type of trend in the future, because especially kids, they love to follow idols. They love to pay attention to these storylines. And if we're done with this and we want to flip to basketball now, we're talking about a guy who is about to make a lot of kids in Milwaukee real happy because, you know, they've had Giannis for years and that's a great story. But to add another top 75 player of all time in Dame, <sighs> Milwaukee fans get ready for a great season. And they're going to get to keep Giannis now. Like kind of heartbreaking for, for us as Raptors fans because we all had our, you know, hopes set that <sighs> these comments this year, you know, rocking the boat, maybe he'd fall out of it and the Raptors would come and scoop him up. But I think, you know, Milwaukee definitely got the hint. Milwaukee oh, went yeah. after Damian Lillard and I think crushed this trade. Um, yeah, makes them a little bit weaker um, as a depth option but I do think that he provides enough of an upgrade over Drew Holiday especially at the offensive position especially at, at making sure that their offense clicks you know they might take a step back a little bit defensively but yeah. that offense is going to be so much more prolific because how are you going to guard Dame from 40 feet and also stop Giannis from barreling it down into the cup you can't do both it's... and so you're going to die by one 
And I don't know which one is more deadly. I think they're both some of the most dangerous ways to die in the league. So. Absolutely. And I think starting with the Bucks is the best place to go with this trade because they're getting the moneymaker. They get the best player available. It's a big trade. It's a three-team trade. There's, I think, eight players almost moving across it when it comes to it, maybe seven. Yeah. But for Damian Lillard, you know, apparently the rumor is that, you know, 10 plus so many days ago, he in private was like, I could go to the Bucks. I could go to the Nets. Those were teams that he apparently expanded his list to. And thinking about it now, good for the Bucks for keeping all of this as under the wraps as they did in reality. You know, when the Raptors were this close to making a trade, and we'll we'll get into that. We'll talk about the Raptors side of things later. But the Bucks were pushed into a corner by their superstar. Not aggressively pushed, but Giannis was like, hey, hang out there, and I might walk out this door if I want to. We'll, we'll see what happens. And they stepped up and said we're gonna make this decision by far the greatest player Giannis has ever played with as we mentioned to open up a perfect combination for two stars in what they can and can't do together like it's so beautiful to see and as big Giannis fans that we are we're so excited for the yeah. opportunity that he's going to have Dame you know has tweeted out that he's excited for his next opportunity so you know regardless of how pissed his camp apparently is and what they're saying about Portland like he goes to a contender in my opinion the Bucks are the best team in the east right now when you think about the starting five whether you're rotating Pat Connaughton in or not or Bobby Portis because those are kind of the the two five six guys to have Dame to have Chris who you know we were talking about how Chris doesn't need to be as big of an option now he's absolutely number three and can be number four to brooke lopez who has a great shooting night like what are we talking about the amount of threes that this team is going to put down the amount of spacing that is going to be provided i'm so pumped for bucks games next season bro he is uh, we talked about it earlier but he is probably the best interior player in the nba when you consider both ends of the floor and Giannis. Mm -hmm. um and you have probably the second best perimeter player guard um, in the NBA. I mean, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry. I love, you know, to to throw that idea out there of if Dame had been in, you know, Golden State, that team might have looked slightly different, but they probably still would have won championships. If you give him the right cast, we have seen him, you know, shoot a 36-footer and it was a bad shot, but that, that went in. So he eliminates teams, right? You know, bye-bye it's game time that, that's the so. thing and Giannis has like Chris Middleton will steal games everyone who listens and, and knows me will know I talk about game six Chris and what he's capable of doing but to have a closer in Damian Lillard to think about what Giannis has had to do in the playoffs with this team where he's had to pull you think about the 52 burger he had to put down to win a championship only has to be a 40 burger if Dame's gonna drop 36 and maybe three three-pointers to close in the last couple of minutes of a game like I could talk for days about what this will bring the Bucks and, and the positivity of it, but you also have to bring up the question marks, right? Can Pat Connaughton be that second player in the rotation, be defensively strong enough? Is Bobby a strong enough rotational piece? What else does this team have? Maybe Thanasis is going to be the, nice, the ninth guy on this team because who knows, maybe he's been working on his three-point shot. There's a lot of options now, but when you think about the top five or especially the top four of this team in the East, no questions. They've got it, man. Boston is going to have a tough time, and whether or not they can figure out the Christoph Porzingis situation is really going to determine whether the Bucks are number one or Boston is, in my opinion. Yeah, and I also think that, like, 
now I, I'm going to go back to a positive that they have a closer. Like yeah. you said, Giannis for, you know, being consensus number one player in the NBA until Nikola Jokic won the championship this year and, and being a consensus top three player in the NBA by everyone. If you don't have him in the top three, you don't watch basketball. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's not a closer. Yeah. Like at being at that level, he is not a closer because a guy like Jason Tatum, who's definitely not on, you know, there's similar levels, but not on that, you know, pedestal just yet. Threes beat twos at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, when it's tight, when Jason Tatum can go down, dribble, 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 pull up three, hit it. And you have to go barreling through their defense and over Rob Williams and dunk it. That's a like a hard task to, di- to get to the cup. Yeah. Plus you're getting a two, not a three. And so now that just gives them that extra option. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna thin out their depth, but I think like you mentioned it when you texted me about it, like ring chasers are are gonna go there. If I'm a you know John Wall, if I'm a Isaiah Thomas wants to go there, you know, like all these guys are now gonna be coming out of the woodworks. I could play, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night for you. I could play 10 minutes in the playoffs and give you serviceable minutes behind a Damian right. Lillard or a Pat Connaughton. Like and that like expands their horizon of, of the players who are interested in coming there and, and who want to win the championship. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I think like in the East, yes, Boston's right there, but I think they're a clear cut favorite. Right? Yeah. No, and I'm with you. And, and I think the last thing when you think about the Bucks is people will complain, oh, you gave up all this defensive caliber and Drew Holiday. Yes. You know, they did no, no discredit to Drew. We'll talk, we'll talk about his future and where he goes once we talk about to the Blazers side of things, but yeah, they've given up a great player, but you are still anchored by two all NBA defenders, defenders in Brooke Lopez and Giannis and Dame's going to hustle. And we watched Drew get, unfortunately a little bit destroyed on the perimeter when it, when it came to their playoffs. I don't want to get too far into it, but like that conversation i think for pundits is ridiculous like milwaukee as you mentioned earlier is such a defensive powerhouse we're not that worried about it the offensive gains are well worth it no i i think that it's it's huge right um yeah okay you can attack dame defensively but you're gonna have to get past brook lopez and Giannis. and Giannis is one of the one of the only players in the nba who can guard out in space and still be protecting the rim all at the same time. Yep. And you add Brooke Lopez at the back end as the true anchor of that defense. Like, man, I, I don't think that it really hurts them that much because like you said, yes, Dame isn't the best defender, but he's going to put forth the effort. You know, he is this season and they have a really good shot at winning 60 plus games. Absolutely. Really good. And, and Dame's coming off maybe his best season of his career as well. Like underrated, maybe just a little bit. You know, he's had a couple injuries the past few seasons, but they've been minimal and he is shooting the lights out and he is ready to go and go all in for this season. We'll talk about the Bucks more when it comes to the rest of the year. We'll talk about where they want to go. Matt, I'll give the choice mm-hmm. to you. Blazers or Suns, the other parts of this trade, Blazers, where do you want to go? Blazers, Blazers okay, okay. Because they're, they're the other real, you know, major player. I know Phoenix you know, gave up DeAndre Ayton, but again, he's going to to Portland, which is a great piece to add as part of their rebuild. He's a serviceable defensive big, yeah, but he is great around the glass. He's great. 
And so when you have guys like Scoot and Anthony and Shane Sharp, it gives them that big that they get to play with now. It it helps them. He fits their timeline and they're going to flip through. I mean, like instantly when we found out about this trade, I was like, oh, they're they're on the phone with some teams right now. They'll hey, get first a, round pick. Hey, they'll get at two least first a first round, round pick. pick. Hey. At right? least right? one first round pick. They have to. Drew is by far worth that for sure. I mean, Milwaukee paid what? four or five for him <laughs> they paid a they paid a bunch that's for sure but yeah when you think about when you think about this potential portland lineup right scoot anthony you know you could put shade in at three if you want or you can put jeremy grant there you know when you think about what aiden can provide like they have a lot of young serviceable options portland's fun like we have to be honest here portland's fun they and you know they're moving drew because they're gonna go in on this rotation of three guards they have so Go find a wing, even. Go find a small forward, you know. Maybe you go and get Kevin Porter Jr. if he wants to be a, a wing out of the Rockets. I'm sure the Rockets would like to do something. Who knows? Bro, like, Kevin Porter Jr. cannot be in the league. <laughs> I Just, know, I I'm know. I know. He cannot but be in the league. No. The, the Blazers will figure out <laughs> their future, and they've got young pieces that are going to have fun. And if, if you're a fan right now who's thinking, man, that was a great run we just had with the greatest player of our franchise history and Dame. Hide. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, but it's like you, you think about where the next steps are. Like, it's going to be rough, but you at least have some good young talent and you didn't trade all of that away for maybe one or two pieces to go with Dame and have nothing else to go with it. So shout out and, to the Blazers for getting the best that they could. And who knows? Because like Scoot could be as good as dame ever was in his yeah. prime so like yeah you you know you lose out on definitely a hall of fame or definitely a top 75 player of nba history but you're you're going with a new movement at least you have a clear direction yeah um you know when you're bad and you get a draft pick you're accumulating the young talent to go along with this roster instead of trying to use that that talent to you know get yourself an og and an ob or a pascal siakam yeah and so like it's just gonna it's gonna help the franchise it's gonna help you know with their their process and everybody's on the, on the same page now and they're gonna accumulate more assets once they flip drew um i think like even if you keep drew you get a a grown-up in the room who plays defense seriously you know he can teach you guys the nuances of the the nba defensive game and like drew holiday scoot henderson anthony simons uh jeremy grant and deandre ayton that's actually not bad that could be a playing team they win the right amount of games right right this yeah. is bad this is the thing okay. they're they're in a good place portland has probably made a great decision when you think about apparently what miami was actually offering because we don't really know because you know dame's camp is coming out saying that miami did everything they could do we really appreciate pat riley blah 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 the end of the day, he didn't get to Miami. It didn't happen. Miami definitely did not have the best trade package available, especially when you consider how people feel about Tyler Hero right now in the league. So Miami fans, yeah, you guys are in shambles because your A plan is is dead and your backup plan of Giannis is now also dead because those plans came together. So am I upset for Miami? No, they were just in an NBA finals. They'll be okay. They've still got Jimmy Butler. You know, Pat Riley believes this team can run it back. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that, but that's a whole nother story, right? But, 
you know, well done for the Blazers for at least, you know, reaching out and doing their due diligence and getting not only a fantastic package, but one that gets their star to a contender. Yeah, no, I mean, they did right by Dame, right? And that's that's kind of the, the whole key to this trade was doing right by Dame. And Milwaukee is more than than good enough to win a championship. Yeah. And for people who are like complaining about it, kick rocks right. i don't know what Honestly. to tell you <laughs> the only real weird thing for me in this whole trade is the phoenix suns i think that the phoenix suns kind of got worse at the center position i know they added grayson allen it just and they added some depth like it just kind of feels weird yeah but do you think they just did it because they really don't like him as a person I think that they did it because they had to, because Aiden is so checked out. The comments of him, I'm talk to Monty. Like, as someone who works with ten year olds, and eleven year olds, and nine year olds, and eight year olds, like I can see children who, you know, I can't really talk with you. I can't have a conversation with. I just have to put them in the corner. As much as that sucks, sometimes you just can't reason with people. And I think DeAndre Aiden likes playing NBA 2K more than he likes playing regular basketball simply i i really i really do think that and when you look at the suns and the roster that they have with kevin durant and the timeline that they have and with devin booker being absolutely at the peak of his prime you have to have everyone locked in and i just don't see deandre Ayton getting locked in on that roster with the history that it was and yeah they probably got overall worse but nurkic will lock in as the defensive center that you need grayson People love Gra- people. People hate Grayson, but he's a great shooter, and he's gonna do good things for this roster. And like number two, right? Nasir Little and point Keon. For spot up possession. Exactly, and when you think about Nasir Little and Keon Johnson, the other two players in this pick, most most fans out will have no idea who these players are. They're both players that I've I've liked as young talents. I'm not expecting them to be anything, but one of them might be able to be the ninth guy, the eighth guy in this rotation, and put up solid minutes. When you play with Kevin Durant. A lot of opportunity is available for you, especially when Devin Booker is playing as good as he is. So I'm with you. I don't love it because it is a little bit weird, but I feel like the Suns' hands were tied and they had to make a decision about Aiton. And this probably wasn't the best trade they could have gotten when you think about what maybe the Raptors were offering. But hey, the Suns ended up moving on from Aiton and they've got serviceable pieces. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I just, like, for all the Raptors fans that are like, hey, we definitely had a better package out there for him, and we could have, you know, dangled OG, we could have put Gary Trent, Picks, uh, Grady Dick in there, like, okay, so you're going to sell the entire farm to get Damian Lillard to play with Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. Like, I like that, and I think that puts us as a contender but it's not like a clear cut championship team like like Milwaukee is and people are still worried about Milwaukee yeah. winning the championship and we don't have a player as close to Giannis like I love Siakam but when you're you know fringe top 20 definitely top 25 like that is nowhere near top 3 player status nowhere near not the same ballpark yeah. and so if people feel that way about Milwaukee how are we going to do we're, it was not a Kawhi situation at all. I don't care what people say. No, those those fans are delusional. Those fans just see star disgruntled player leads to championship. Sure, let's go for it. But it doesn't happen when you don't have the right pieces. And the Raptors were so deep then. And 
I, I don't I don't need to talk about the Suns and we could talk about the other Eastern Conference contenders as we get into this conversation. I'm down to talk about the Raptors now because I love the fact that there is a deleted Shams tweet out there that said that the Raptors were agreeing to a four-team trade. Like, regardless of, of whether he got his information right or wrong, we were this close, right? And the fact that reports are out that we weren't willing to offer Scotty and we weren't willing to offer OG makes me start to really think about what could have been, right? And there's no way the perfect scenario works out for the Raptors, but a starting lineup of Dame, OG, Scotty, Siakam, and like Total. having Portal as well, like obviously would have been insane, would have been dumb, would have been unreal. Who cares what our bench is? There's no way that we come out with highway robbery in a trade that is Gary Trent, Grady Dick, every single everything else we've got in packages. Because on the one hand, we don't want to give up the bag, but on the other hand, Portland is smarter than that. And I think they've ended up with a great trade. Well, I think like Portland, they kind of were waiting for a team to give them the majority of their assets. Yeah. So they could say like, Hey, like we got everything that we could out of this team for Dame because Miami apparently wasn't, you know, willing to give up Jovic. Apparently it was like Duncan Robinson, Tyler hero and picks. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not going to look great for the Portland fan base. Like how come we can't get that, that, and that, like, what do you mean? Like Dame is the, the number two, number one player in our franchise history. Like yeah. we should be able to get more. This was everything Milwaukee had, you know, like outside of, you know, really key championship pieces. This is what they had to offer. And they even got rid of one of their championship pieces in Drew Holiday. Yeah. And so I think Portland can look at that and feel good about it. Whereas like if we're not giving them OG, if we're not giving them Gary Trent, if we're not giving them Scotty Barnes, like we're and, giving them our leftovers. And that's and not can... what they want. And I can compare it to like the Kyle Lowry trade, different situation, different level of player, but people clowned the Raptors for what they got for Kyle. Now, part of that was, you know, the league's opinion on Toronto Raptors players and making a deal with Canada. But when you think about what they got back for Dame and the value that he's worth, considering how ridiculous the league is because of Rudy Gobert, the fan base can't really clown them at this point in time. And, you know, I think the Raptors five years from now three even three two three years from now we'll be happy with the way this worked out because yeah we've we've lost out on Giannis now yeah we're not getting Dame but there's no question marks anymore we're gonna run with this team we're gonna let these kids go off we're gonna let Darko have fun with this squad and we're really gonna give the reins to Scotty this team lives and dies with Scotty this year honestly because he is the glue that allows Pascal to thrive as he thrives and OG to maybe finally take that step all of it, I think, rests on Scotty's shoulders. No, man, absolutely. I think that like this was a move by Masai to really underscore that this is going to be Scotty's team. And if we are middling around the trade deadline and Siakam is having a good season, trade him right now because at the end of the day, we need to start refocusing around our timeline. And I think OG, even though he's a vet, He's a young vet and he could still fit into a Scotty led championship team. Yep. And so for me, it's, it's, you know, trade, trade Siakam, get some assets um, and play out the season. And, and hopefully we get that internal development. Hopefully Grady really pops and it, it is what it is. But I think that like mortgaging more of our future just wasn't, wasn't the smart decision. Yep. And on the topic of OG, He's going to decline his player option next year. 
he's going to go into free agency. And if we don't give it to him, someone's giving him the max. So the idea of OG on a max, Siakam also wanting that max extension, but this is Scotty's team. Can the three of them all on maxes exist when we need to keep Grady later, when maybe we got to do something with Gary? Like the math doesn't add up. The scenario I see is either us coming into the season, having a 20 and three start, realizing we're the greatest team of all time and just being like, screw the money, we'll do it. Or Siakam's probably getting sold or OG's getting sold at the trade deadline. One of those two has to break. And as you yeah, and I have gotta, discussed, gotta be it has to be Siakam because you get more, you get more value one and the age the simple fact of the matter is og is a perfect running mate for what scotty can do and siakam is great for what scotty can do but he's not that same level in terms of position and i'm sorry og is the best wing defender in the league and i'm going to stand by that until someone else proves me wrong because they haven't done it yet in terms of what he does like yeah Giannis is a big wing sure he has way different responsibilities but og's big (laughs) four through one what he's capable of doing on the perimeter it's untouchable it's untouchable Bro, he's good enough to guard Jokic. Like, that is impressive. And he's good enough to guard Steph Curry. Like, that is, they're two completely opposing players, and yet OG can handle both assignments. And so, no, I 100% agree with you. I think that, you know, the Raptors made the right call at yeah. the end of the day. And the that's why you don't listen to fan bases. Because all, all, all of our fans since 2019, when we won the championship, it's how fast can we win another one? How fast can we win another one? When Kawhi left, it was never going to be fast. Seriously. It was going to be a process because we had just lost DeMar DeRozan, who is arguably one of the greatest Raptors in franchise history. And if you want to go, you know, for the first 10 seasons, he might be the greatest Raptor in franchise history. Yep. And like in terms of homegrown draft pick talent. I mean, he is the greatest like, homegrown Raptor. If you, you know, maybe Damien Stoudemire because first draft pick and the historicness of what that is. But no, what DeMar had to do, what he was given by Bosch when Bosch left to hold up the reins of that city and not give in. Absolutely, man. No, I'm with you on that part. And so, yeah. And then we got nothing for Kawhi and Danny Green in return. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that like it's it's taken us down this path, and I think that we just need to pump the brakes, yeah, and not join the arms race because we have Siakam, and we need to flip Siakam to get assets so that hopefully Scotty can become that piece for us. So we can we re- like we really need to enable Scotty to become a top ten player, yeah, if we're gonna win a championship again, because I love Siakam, I love what he's done for our franchise. He is past the point where breaking into the top 10 is like something that like you can foresee in the future with all these young players coming up, you know, with Anthony Edwards showing what he did at FIBA, um, Shay, Luca, like all these guys, he's just, he's not going to be able to crack that top 10. And and Siakam is a player who has continually added to his game year over every single time he comes back and his game is better. That's a fact. But unless you're LeBron James, father time comes and gets you eventually. And, Every single year is another year closer to when that mountaintop turns. And even if Siakam has two two more years of continually getting a better game, because I'd say three at most, he wouldn't have more than three more years of getting infinitely better at his game continuously in the way that mm-hmm. he has. What are we talking about? You know, we want to go the OKC route. We want to go the Memphis route. We want to enable that young talent to be the best that they can. 
And when they hit that peak, like what we did the last time with Kyle and DeMar, when Pascal was good enough coming up as that next piece, we can pull Trey and have that moment, you know? Otherwise, we're middling. And as you and I say all the time, that is the worst, the worst place to be spot. in the NBA. Nobody wants to be there. Well, like, I'd much rather be there in the NHL, but <laughs> like, much in the NFL, like, MLB being middling, that's fine. NBA, the worst spot the worst spot those you know eight to 20 maybe one guy will turn out to be a star maybe if you're lucky the simple fact of the matter is outside of the lottery you're getting real lucky and inside the lottery in the you know 10 to 15 you're even getting you know super lucky there true super so it's it's a it's a wild world that it comes to and i'm with you man i'm hoping that we get to a point where it is the young guns time darko seemingly is is pretty on board for making some new things happen and the 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 last big thing for me is the is the grady dick conversation because i was sitting over here thinking we were going to lose grady and i'm still big on grady i like his mindset i think him and scotty can have that friendship that i think a superstar needs on a roster every you know every guy has somebody whether or not they're their number two or number three they always have somebody that they need to have as that you know same age same demographic and the two of them they have the exact same personalities and a six, eight shooter. Mm, yes, please. I, I want Grady to come out and just destroy. That's like my dream scenario this season. No, absolutely, man. If he could hit threes, I think it'd be the best. And like, yeah, we could talk about the other contenders in the East, but it's, it really comes down to Milwaukee um, putting it together. And I think the only team that can really come close to it is, is Boston. And I think Boston comes up just, just a tad short. Um, but that's not a big deal. I think uh, Milwaukee's. I think it's Milwaukee's year, man. I'm I'm feeling this trade. I felt that I was pumped up about it, and I'm I'm just happy to see Giannis uh, get what he wants. And like the subtle pressure of of doing it was so just so perfect, just understated enough, but got it done. And, and I gotta say, you know, the last time that Giannis was unsure about his future. He made some comments. They traded for an all-star point guard. They won a championship, and Giannis signed an extension, and all was hunky-dory. Wouldn't it be great to see it all again? You know, I, I'm not ready to say that it is, you know, Bucks all the way to a championship because, you know, Matt and I are smart. We're true NBA fans. We know to wait until the season starts to actually make our pick. We have we have our preseason favorites. You know, they're definitely my preseason favorite right now. Yeah. Yeah. on the east because you know the nuggets we don't even need to talk about the nuggets as a as a nuggets fan over here but oh, bro, it's, we're like it, what eight months away from actually making a real prediction <laughs> yeah we're only like with two, any three, accuracy yeah but we're two three you know we're we're only a little bit away from actual nba basketball over here you know we're about to turn into october it's about to be exciting times yeah don't say that <laughs> okay turn. okay any anything else you want to say my friend or shall we move into predictions Nah, man, I, I think you're good to move into predictions. Uh, you want to go first because you're sticking with basketball? Yeah, I'll lead it off. I had <laughs> I had a nice 2-0 NFL you know, start. I'm going to sizzle that back a little bit because, you know, the Dame trade happened. I feel it's it's honorable enough to stick to basketball. So I've watched Giannis become a better passer. He always talks about how he's underrated. The guy's been kind of stuck at 5.8, 5.9 assists a year for the past three seasons. I think Dame's going to unlock that. I'm looking for seven assists a year for Giannis. Who, come on, tell me he's not going to get one extra assist a game at least to Dame. Tell me I'm wrong here. 
man no i think that's a very safe prediction i think that that's pretty pretty awesome for for Giannis to to get that extra um you know assist per game like he says it's the most underrated skill in his game um but i'm going to flip over to the to the football and maybe you know the Giannis of the NFL with Josh Ooh. Allen here um you know big and strong kind of has a flaw in his game <laughs> um, <laughs> i think i'm going to take buffalo over miami though i think they hand miami their first loss of the season they get back into the you know a tie for first place and uh yeah i think uh, it's it's buffalo's time this weekend all because they're in buffalo <laughs> it'd be it would be a nice uh it'd be a nice heat check for all the media panels out there that are just like swimming in in the dolphin storyline right now and you know buffalo could Good use storyline well, I mean, it's a great story. It is a great story. Let's be real. But, you know, you, sometimes you got to have some lessons. And I think Buffalo needs a little bit of a helping hand right now. So they, they could definitely use it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I think the funniest part about the whole Dolphins thing, especially last weekend, was, um, you know, Mike McDaniels, their coach, was the Broncos ball boy. No way. At one point in his life. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. He grew up a Broncos fan, grew up in, in Denver. He actually wanted to interview for their job, their vacant job position a few years ago. Uh, they did not want to hire so, him or, or interview him. And then he just dropped 70 so on them. Do you think this had anything to – because I've heard that they decided not to take a field goal to go for a record. Do you think that had anything to do with it, potentially? Maybe. Some lost <laughs> love for an old organization? I don't know. Man, I've – it was it was a wild game. It was it was crazy. When you have two guys on your fit on your football team put up like almost fifty fantasy points a piece. Yeah. What? I mean, God, I've, ne- yards I've, I've never seen that many points. So what, when I saw the stat line popping out on my feed, I was like, that can't be real. That's NBA stats right there. That's a low scoring NBA game. Like, what are we talking about, bro? Seventy to twenty is one of the scores, and then like. 18 to 17 was like the Packers um Saints game. Like it was like 19 to 17, something like that. Like, what are we playing in the same league? Fans fans tuned into the wrong game. They must have realized at halftime. So oh, <laughs> okay. Anything no, else this week, man. my friend? No, you're good to wrap us up. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up, and check out the boardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.